0: the fellas although i know you have other groups are we the best group
1: there's no doubt that you guys are the best group oh there we you heard it here
0: folks you heard heard it it here here. in the trenches of
1: life we from the bottom and we headed to the top We going
0: up and we ain't never going to stop. We from the bottom and we headed to the top. We going up and we ain't never, never.
2: Welcome back to the Trenches of Life, guys. We are very proud to announce we have yet another special guest today. Matt Bolger, everyone. Yeah, give it up. Yeah. So good to blood, be here. The crowd is going wild right now. Yeah, I can hear him. Woo. All right. Well.
0: Guys you might let's hear get us thinking, reference. Guys. You guys might hear us reference Matthew Bulger as Big Bulge. Um, you also might hear us say little bulge because he could put off some little bulge energy <laughs> throughout this podcast. Or he could just pull off some huge big bulge energy. You
2: know, it all, it all um, depends.
0: It all depends.
2: It fluctuates.
0: Um, but guys, this podcast, uh, today's episode is actually in a little, it's a little different segment. Um, we're all actually not together this time. Um, we're all separate, kind of talking on our phones. We're all, uh, back home. We all have uh spring break right now.
1: Yeah. So, uh,
2: where's everybody
1: at right now? Me me and Rico are hanging out on the couch. Rico. Rico.
0: Um. I'm actually on the road but heading back to Destin. I'm up in uh Indiana.
1: I'm back home in Pensacola. I, actually, I was just in uh Pensacola today, Jaron, watching the Jags lose and how sad. We're out. Wow. We're me done. and Christian
2: were both in Pensacola today too. Yeah. Christian stopped
1: so. by. Tough how, tough uh, outing. Tough outing for the Jags yeah, basketball in the Sun Belt Tournament. It, it really how was.
0: disappointing.
1: Lost to a team with eight wins.
0: <laughs> but hey,
1: hey, Jack's baseball season, man. It's baseball they're, season. They're Baseball's hot.
0: rolling. We're a baseball and school. Loaded.
1: We're a baseball school now.
0: South Alabama's a baseball school.
1: Always have been. Always have been, Christian.
0: Although, you basketball players, if you do want to join the podcast, I'll gladly make you guys a, a basketball guys, school for a day. We would, one
2: day. We, would, we would love to have any of you basketball players on. Um, I greatly appreciate
0: it. Brief little blurb on uh, Big Bulge, or Matthew Bulger. Sorry, Um, he did in fact play baseball at South Alabama. (laughs) Tell us a little bit about that, Matt. Yeah, played
1: from uh, 2014 to 17. Was a part of a couple teams that uh, went to the regionals, won a Sun Belt championship. um, Had a lot of good times, a lot of Big Bulge energy, a lot of a lot of little Bulge energy as well (laughs) during those years. So. Can can um, we? Could I get a working definition just of big bulge energy and little bulge energy? I think that would be helpful for me. Well,
0: that's probably well, true. All right. So, big bulge energy. It's like when you do when you do that when you do something that is just so like extraordinary. It's so like above the mark that it's like wow. Like like that was like that's big bulge energy. Like something that's so out of the norm. Like you know, like right. I I don't even know how to describe it
2: something
0: really cool you know like and yeah and like of course like little bulge energy is like total opposite like we're like hey like 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 hey
1: hey are you ready to do this podcast like wednesday night or something like that
0: is that what you're yeah. talking about yeah, yeah it's like hey like you ready to do this podcast and then you're like oh actually uh yeah i'd love to and then the day of you're like um you know no i don't want to anymore
2: <laughs> or oh, I got to meet with one
1: of my other groups. <laughs>
0: yeah, Oh, that's great. Yeah, that well, makes... none of your other groups have a podcast, but you still think it's okay to meet with them. Do, do you think? Right. Do you think
1: that I consistently live in big bulge energy zone or little bulge energy zone? Oh, oh,
0: oh! Well, you know,
2: big bulge energy goes hand in hand with pushing P. So that's
0: right. Yeah, and you're always pushing P. You're always
1: pushing P. Um, I'm in the positive. I'm in the plus.
0: Yeah. I'd say you live your life in the big bulge energy. Love that. Little bulge is just the call-out. It's like bulge. It's like, Did you really just, just do that.
1: It just pops up every now and then, you know. Yeah. Right. Well, I guess we definitely can't tell the audience about what my nickname was in uh, the college <laughs> baseball days, can we?
0: <laughs> uh, I don't think so. We okay. are explicit content, but
1: we are like, we are explicit content. I see. So that's yeah,
0: right. I don't.
2: I don't know that we've actually. Uh, had any explicit content?
0: Yeah, I don't know if we've really ac- actually like exercised that whole idea of explicit.
2: It's because our uh, fourth member Blair uh, Whitley's not here with us tonight.
0: Yeah, he's not here. It's that explicit <laughs> content bar. Because um, we are missing the explicit content member. Um,
2: <laughs> exactly. But
0: uh, so Bulge, reflecting on your baseball, what was your favorite game? ball time.
1: Hmm, it's a good question. Um, I think uh, so. 2017 Sun Belt Championship. Uh, a lot of ups and downs through the games. I think they hit a go-ahead three-run homer in the top of the ninth, so they were up seven-five. And then bottom of the ninth, we go back-to-back homers, tie it up, 7-7. Seven, seven. I think we win in the tenth on a walk-off. And Ooh, we, win the, we win the Sun Belt Championship. So, that was definitely up there, man. Um, yeah, Ooh, that's, probably, who, that's probably number one. Who was the opponent in that game? Georgia, Georgia Southern. At Georgia yeah. Southern, I mean, they packed the place out. It was rowdy. Oh, wow. Yeah. What's their motto? Hashtag G-A-T-A. Uh they were they were going nuts, man. So you guys came
2: in and shut that place down. We did. It yeah. was it that was big bulge energy.
1: That was that was one of my favorite games for sure. That
0: is that's big bulge energy. The road games, road games, road upsets are by far the best games to ever be a part of. It. And the fact that you guys do it in the Sun Belt Championship.
1: Or if Auburn loses. Fight against Sean. Or whenever Auburn loses. Right. That was oh, a cool good blow. That was a that was a shot the Get on
2: him, Stud. Get on a Study. Because, you know, the funny thing is, who won? Who just won regular season champs for SEC? Oh, right. Not Alabama. I forgot.
1: It was, in fact, Auburn. So... Whoa, Keep it up. Sean. Keep it up,
2: Sean. Keep it up. If we, if we could
1: we we just, just avoid the Auburn-Bama talks on this podcast, that'd be
0: great.
2: Yeah, you know, I was completely for that, and then Sean had to just bring that in. Yeah,
0: way to go,
2: Sean. Yeah, we're about to bring explicit content out now, Sean. Go. Yeah,
0: here we go. <laughs> <laughs> but bulge did you ever uh with baseball you ever thought i know the, your involvement with baseball now do you yeah. have you thought about like progressing it into coaching
1: uh you know i i don't think i see myself being a, a coach i think i uh i mean i definitely want to coach kids if you know we we are able to have kids one day, but I don't I don't think like college baseball um, or or high school baseball I'd I'd want to do that. I feel like I'm in the sweet spot of what God's God's called me to, just doing college ministry. So I enjoy being able to be around and you know mentor guys and help create some culture in the locker rooms and things like that. But uh, out just you know on the field coaching, uh, I do love it. I like it, but I don't think it's something that I would do full time. So yeah, so gotcha. you wanna discuss with our listeners what you do exactly on campus yeah for sure so um so i work with a ministry on campus called campus outreach this is my fifth year working with campus outreach at south and uh i'm the campus director of our team so we have six full-time staff and really uh you know the heart and kind of vision of campus outreach is just building relationships with college students on the campus um And coming alongside them in college and, uh, you know, sharing, sharing Christ, sharing the gospel and then uh, discipling people and helping them grow in their relationship with God. And then, uh, you know, using that time in college to grow them up in Christ-like leadership. And then, you know, you only get a couple couple years in college with people, you know, four to six. COVID now creates like seven to eight years for people. Um, But uh, I don't know, man, just being able to make an impact in their life in college and then see them go out into the world and, uh, you know, make disciples to live on mission with Christ. And so that's kind of our part and kind of what we do uh, on the campus. So
0: I love um, that. I love that, Bulge. I know I, it's been huge for our group alone. I know you leading our Bible studies on Wednesday have really – I know it's made a mark on me, and I'm sure it's made a mark on everybody in this, in this group.
2: For the group. Sure, sure. The fellas. The fellas.
0: The fellas. Although I know you have other groups. Are we the We're... best group?
1: There's no doubt that you guys are the best group. Oh, there we you go. You heard it here, folks. You heard, you heard, it, heard it, here. it
0: here. That's
1: the that's the little blurb, that's the little snippet that you put on the preview of this podcast, you know?
2: Yeah. All oh, you I other all, all you other groups that are listening in. Yeah, sorry about <laughs> how it. How does it feel?
0: <laughs> Just let that marinate, you
2: guys. <laughs> so <laughs> we need to rewind. Have we ever mentioned that we go to the university saddleway? In you like, know, any of our episodes.
0: Did we say it in our first one? Hey, I've been Matt. thinking
2: about
1: I've been thinking about that throughout our episodes and I'm not sure that we have I, I don't think you guys did.
0: I'm gonna say, Matt, yeah. you're an avid listener. Yeah. You, you ever, uh, I
1: I get I get so excited every time a new episode comes out. Like it's something that I subscribe to. Um I'm always looking forward to. I don't think you guys have mentioned that you guys are students at
0: South.
2: shoot. Well, we are oh, in wow. fact. All students at the University of South Alabama. <laughs> yeah.
0: So um. Yeah. So anytime you hear us
2: referencing a college sport,
0: we are indeed uh, <laughs> South Alabama Jags. J's up, everybody. I have my J in the air. I Ooh. swear. My J's up. J's up. It is tough to kind of follow some of our sports. I can I can totally attest to that. Um, I mean I mean we, our football team. We just got a stadium on campus what a year ago
1: yep. yep
0: and we uh we don't win so we went sorry. Five and
2: seven. you know new coach
0: new coach yeah i guess like so let me retract we'll that let me retract that i'm going we're going to make another episode next year post football season and that little blurb that we might have to cut out if you hear that again don't play football at all uh,
2: Cool. We, in our uh, episode next year, we'll have Kane Womack as our special yeah. guest, head coach of the Jaguars.
0: Yeah, guys. Actually, we're going to be, you guys, our fans, are so crucial to our process. And I need you guys, all our listeners, to email Kane Womack <laughs> to get him on our show because that could put us on the map.
2: Christian, you tried emailing him. You know he doesn't respond.
0: Ah, uh, yeah, actually, guys, really hard to reach him. <laughs> I emailed him for, like, two months straight. Not a single word.
2: It's okay, though, because um, we're very backed up in special guests. You know, we have a long that's list. True. Yeah. We, we're, like, like, this we, list. like, We probably
1: won't be able to get him on till 2023-ish. Um, yeah. We'll have to see.
0: It's kind of, yeah, it's kind of
1: a lot. A lot of, there's a wedding list on this, guys, just yeah. for all the people out it's, there. You know. So all our special guests in the past, and... The one we
2: have now, we, uh, very special.
0: Yeah. So like this moment here, we're cherishing this podcast because we've tried so hard to get big bulge, Matthew Bulger on this podcast. He's just a hot commodity. I mean, everybody wants a piece of him and we're just so fortunate to have him here today or tonight. And, uh, so, so Bulge, I do thank you for yeah. spending your time with us today.
1: Glad, glad, to do it, guys. Thanks for, uh, thanks for pursuing me and finally making this work out. You know. Yes. Yes.
0: Dude, pleasure's all mine.
1: So, I think we're about to. We got, we got Sean hopping off here in a cup in, in about a minute, right? So, Sean, we need that Buffalo fact. Sean,
0: get uh, that
1: Buffalo fact.
0: Loud and clear. Yes. In in 1893, the
1: United States Army got the population.
0: Uh-oh. Hey, Had um...
2: Some technical difficulties here? For <laughs>
0: Earth to Sean.
2: We've got about half of what you said. In 1893, the U.S. Army. Uh, can you hear I can me? Just
0: go
1: ahead and kick him
0: off, you know? Yeah, no, that's what I'm
1: saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Okay>.
2: <laughs> Sean's having some technical difficulty. up In the
0: cornfields.
1: In the inning? Yes. <laughs> Uh, What are you doing in the cornfield? I can't, man. Uh, Only 400 bison remained.
2: Only 400? So I'm getting that only 400 bison remained in 1893. We'll just put all this together here. 400 bison remained in 1893, and the U.S. Army did something about that. Great job, U.S. Army. Great
0: job, U.S. Army. Great Buffalo fact with you, Sean.
1: No, U.S. Army killed all of them but 400. (laughs) Okay, just kidding.
0: (laughs) Bad army. Bad Come on, guys. Army. Well, we, bad, uh,
1: have bad. you guys ever? Uh, we did not uh, use bison clues, right? Oh, it's a
0: mix. Yes,
2: I actually it's have a bison. Bad. Had a bison burger before.
0: Really?
2: It's the yeah,
1: best cut.
0: Wait, what's Here. that meat that like people say goes like straight to your hips? Is that horse? You guys ever heard that? I haven't heard I have that. Not. One. Really? Well, I guess you probably don't hear it out of dudes, but.
2: Oh, we lost Sean, guys. What tells uh what sales, like favorite fast food place? Oh. Oh my. Ooh. Oh my. Well, now uh. now it depends.
0: Yeah, that's kind of tough
2: because like Chick-fil-A is my favorite.
0: Actually though, I no, I'm still rocking with Taco Bell actually. Very confident with the answer.
1: <laughs> best uh best like Taco Be- or sorry, best like fast food logos. Like what's your favorite fast food? Which one catches your
0: eye?
2: Oh. Ooh. Well, I mean the oh. classic McDonald's in, you know, like you can't.
0: Yeah, you that. anywhere yeah. you see like any exit golden on the arches. highway's got the golden arches. Yeah. Sure. But
1: but like What's hmm. what's the one with the uh like the freckled girl or whatever? Wendy's, Wendy's? oh my uh, yeah. god. Wendy's does come across
0: No, <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> Oh I knew it. I knew it right as I said it. Oh my god! Oh, you guys dude. think that I actually care about your favorite fast food place? I, um,
0: Wait, that
1: whole thing was a setup. Oh my <laughs> god! I knew right I as I said it. It's too
2: Andy easy, buddy. It. It's too easy. I knew right as I said it.
0: Oh my gosh! All right, so guys, real quick snippet. Uh, Bulge is obsessed with these nuts jokes,
2: and he's really good at them. I'm saying, he's just-
0: so good at them, like. You guys all just witnessed him bait us into that so hard. That
2: entire, that entire line <laughs> of questioning was all for that one purpose.
0: Oh, man.
2: Yeah, oh, I could God. I could care less what fast food you guys like.
0: That is just hilarious. I totally walked into that and I didn't even realize it. That's
1: typical because you don't usually get Christian.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't think you've ever got.
1: I, I got two out of the three right there. I think I heard two. You, I think you got I heard all two of us. You got all of us. You got yeah. all
0: of us. That's just so bad.
1: I'm just so, so I'm just so good life. at it, guys. Don't worry. It's yeah.
0: As I'm literally driving by Wendy's right <laughs> now. Oh my god.
1: That just feels rips. good.
0: To, feels
1: That's... feels good to get you guys in your own territory on your own podcast,
0: you know? That, yeah.
1: Yeah. Wow. Yeah,
0: I feel like I feel like you guys might never hear from Matt on this podcast again.
2: <laughs> we just got attacked.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, this will be my last invite to that. Oh,
0: totally kidding. <laughs> totally kidding. <laughs> Yeah, That's we uh, we
2: we did have to leave Sean though. He's in a cornfield somewhere, didn't yeah. have any service.
0: He's what's just happening?
2: doing Sean yeah. things with Sean.
1: He's
0: doing Sean things with
1: Sean. Who knows what That's that Sean man's up
0: to? He's in a uh, rural rural Indiana.
1: Jaron, do you have like a? I know there's like Sean things. There's Tanner time. What's like your what's your kind of slogan? What's your phrase? What are you known for? Big bundle of studs. <laughs> Big stud,
0: dude's a, dude's a big bundle of stud. Just stud, <laughs> stud muffin, stud, studly, studly things. I believe that. <laughs> yeah, Too I don't rough. know. Well, we don't really have one with, but... cause like now we we kind of just figured out Connor's. It's explicit content with Connor.
2: Yeah, that's a good one.
1: Explicit content,
0: but nothing with stud. It's, I wonder why. It's
1: big bundle. Jaren's just. He's just steady. He's just solid all the way around.
0: He is, nice. guys. Guys, you meet Jaren in person, because like when we have our when we have our uh, like our meet and greets, when you guys come like meet us at like the mall, like autograph
2: signing, you know. Stuff like autographs,
0: that. yeah. When you come meet him, like his emotion will stay constant. It shall not fluctuate. <laughs> it's so crazy. I love it. Isn't it consistent.
1: Consistency is key. Same guy, day in and day out. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to... uh... There's only one
2: man who can make me angry.
0: Who's that? Yeah, who might that be?
2: Uh, His name's Hunter Fairchild. Oh, that's hilarious.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. Oh, that's so
2: funny. Oh, poor Hunter. So, So funny, so
0: funny. That's so funny.
2: Hey, you guys I get to Go ahead. I was just saying now I get to get back at him for everything.
0: <laughs> I know, yeah. He's your he's your he's your pledge. That's right, yeah. Forget about that.
1: He's currently pledging
2: for KA. You
1: guys really? wanna you guys wanna get into the uh the the six port the six part story of the Bible? Just the overarching scene. Yeah. Overarching story. Let's do it. Bulge, let's get deep in the trench. All right. Um, cool. Well, I know that, uh, yeah, for me, I think two, two kind of perspectives or thoughts. One would just be um, one of my favorite quotes. Um, hopefully I don't butcher it, but he says this, the guy, he says, I can only answer the question, what am I to do, if I first answer the prior question of what story am I a part of? So I can only answer the question, what am I to do if I first answer the question of what story am I a part of? Um, So that quote has always stuck out to me and kind of going into, you know, this topic tonight is just like, what story, uh, what story do human beings, what story, uh, you know, am I living in, in in the world today? And so I think for me in college and even out of college, just learning the Overarching, you know, thirty thousand foot view of the story of the Bible, um, that changed everything in my life. The way, um, you know, the way I live, the way I think about God, the way I think about myself, uh, the way I think about just my purpose uh, in the earth and on the earth. And so, uh, so I'm excited to to talk about that with you guys tonight. So,
0: oh yeah, we're ready. Yeah, we're ready, ready for you to, ready for you to un- unload.
2: We're finally getting deep in the trenches, guys. Yeah, we're officially... Be our this first is
0: like
1: official.
0: A, like what you see is what you get. This is our first yeah, one.
2: discussion.
1: Sweet. Well, what's the uh, y'all just kind of want to dialogue as we go, and um, I'll, I, I guess there's six there's six parts to it. So uh, I'll, I'll be quick, but maybe after each part, we could just kind of pause and talk about it or comment on it and ask questions and stuff like that. Yeah, cool. for sure. Okay. Cool. Um, all right well so I think about the, just the story of the Bible uh, as one grand story as one big story so I think for me growing up you know you hear the different Bible stories you hear the David and the Goliath you hear the Daniel and the lion's den and really it just feels like all these things are fragmented and put together but the Bible uh, consists of 66 books Written by over 40 different human authors that God spoke through. Um, so Second Peter says that no prophecy was ever written by a man, but God spoke, but men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. And so you know, God worked together with men's personalities, their background, their family history. So really, the Bible is truly God's word, and He used human authors to pen his words, uh, and what God wanted to, you know, speak to us today. And so, and to the people then. And so, um, but yeah, it was written over 1500 years on three different continents. And if there was one major theme of the Bible, it would be just God's plan of redemption in the world through Jesus Christ. And so I know when I really began to think about the story of the Bible or the Bible as one big story that I find myself in today Uh, man, my life really began to change. And so, um, so I guess part one of the story would be creation. Um, so when you guys think about creation, the creation aspect of the story of the Bible, like what comes to mind for you guys?
2: Uh, God created the heavens and the earth.
1: Yep, that's right.
0: And then I, and then following that, I think of Adam and Eve, and you know, God created us in his image. Um, yeah yeah
1: yeah that's spot on yeah so that's it man i mean genesis 1 and 2 really kind of covers the creation story that god created the heavens and the earth and everything in it and uh after every day where god created something uh god said it was good um but then on the sixth day when he created man and woman uh in his image like you said uh after that god said man it was very good um and that's so important to note because in a society today where, and this has probably always been true, but, um, where people, I think in multiple levels, they don't really think that they have any value. Uh, and so you see depression, you see suicide, you see, you know, just self hate kind of at an all time high, uh, in society. Uh, and then also, you know, you see that, but then, um, you know, just the value, the, just the value of life, uh, from, you know, I guess the, the beginning when a baby is, you know, conceived to all the way to the end of life. Like, I think it's really important to note that man, human beings have a very, um, special, uh, value and dignity, uh, that is from God. Like, it's crazy to think about for me, like, I mean, think about this, if there's Seven billion people in the world today, roughly um, seven billion people in the world today are made in the image of God. And that's just people who are alive today, you know, but think about the people that have been created uh, all the way from the beginning. Like everyone was made in God's image. Um, so I don't know, just even asking you guys, let's dialogue over that. Like when you think about being made in the image of God, like how does that impact you to Think about that?
0: you know it kind of it makes you feel it definitely makes you feel special in a way like he took the time to and he actually like poured into me to create me in his image yeah um and so it gives you like that like that warm feeling that like he took his time on me with all these people in the world he took his time um to create me in his image
2: for sure yeah like how. No, yeah, two people are the same. Everyone's special.
1: For sure. Yeah, I mean, as you guys were both saying that, I, I thought about Psalm 139, and it says that uh, God knit us together uh, in our mother's wombs, and so yeah, there's something very like very special, very unique, very personal. Um, you know, the scriptures say that even before a word, even before a word is on our tongue, God knows it all together. So it's just amazing to think like. Man, the same God who created, you know, the sun, the moon, the stars, the plants and everything in in the world, like that same God created me and he knows me. Um, And so, yeah, we have to start with creation. Like creation is awesome. Like God's creation is awesome and it's good. And um, God created a perfect world. Uh, And that kind of takes us to the next part of the story where uh, I would call this, Sorry, we got we got Rico going full blast in the background. So um, but the second part of the story would be the fall. And so this is just talking about how sin entered the world. Um, So, you know, not to go too deep in it, but, you know, God gives a commandment to Adam and Eve. And, you know, he says, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, have dominion over the fish of the seas. He's basically saying like, hey you know, just partner with me in the world, like go fill the world with image bearers. Like that's God's heart all the way from the beginning is to fill the world with image bearers of him, people who look like him, people who resemble him and glorify him. And, um, so he gives them a command, like go do this. Um, and he says, Hey, just do not eat of this tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Right. And so he kind of just gives them kind of some specific direction and says, Hey, you can pretty much do whatever you want. Uh, in light of these two commands, just live under my authority and go have dominion over the world, you know, like go have dominion over the fish of the sea. Uh, but they, uh, in their pride and unbelief of that God was good, they choose, uh, they choose to kind of live as their own gods. They choose their own path. Um, you know, they basically say, God, we don't believe that really what you're, that you're saying is good. We think you're holding out on us. And so we're going to do our own thing. And so that's when we see sin enter the world for the first time. um, And they feel, Adam and Eve feel shame. They hide from God. uh, And, you know, God comes after them. He pursues them. uh, But because God is a holy, perfect God, God cannot allow sin into his presence. I've given this analogy and maybe I've, you know, shared with you guys before, but it would be like, You know, if there was a bucket of white paint that represented God's holiness, his perfection, his righteousness, uh, and then a bucket of red paint, which represented our sin, our imperfection, um, our shortcomings. If you drop one bucket or if you even drop one dab of red paint into the white, the white becomes tainted with a different color, right? It's not purely white anymore. And so God, in his holiness, he, he cannot let sin into his presence. And so he kicks... Adam and Eve out of the garden um and he's gracious to even spare their life like he could have you know punished them and killed them right on the scene but he he says even he promises in the beginning in Genesis 3:15 that he would basically provide an offspring uh from from the from the woman that would crush the serpent's head and and you know not to go too deep into that but even from the beginning even in their sin God pursues them, and He promises He promises them that a Savior will come, uh, that will come and redeem the world. But that's why today, like, just if you want to make sense of why things are the way they are in the world, so whether it's political strife, whether it's war between countries, whether it's murder, racism, envy, greed, jealousy, you know, tragic storms that happen, accidents like cancer everything really can be explained, uh, you know, not to be overly simplistic, but it's because of sin. Uh, sin has infected and impacted the whole world. It's, 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 sin has separated uh, us from a relationship with God so that when all people are born, they're born into sin, they're born separated from God. Uh, but sin has also impacted all of creation. Uh, Romans 8 talks about how All of creation has been groaning together uh, in the pains of childbirth until now. Like even creation is like wanting and waiting for the day when there won't be any more hurricanes, when there won't be any more tragedy, tragic storms or earthquakes or tragic, you know, things that happen. Like creation wants things to even creation wants things to be in the proper order and. I think creation knows that it's not in the proper order. And also, ultimately, I think that we would all recognize and say like, man, things in the world don't seem right. Like things don't, it, it doesn't seem like it should be like this. And yet it is. And I think, you know, like I shared before, uh, I really believe that's because sin has infected uh, all of us uh, in our hearts, but it's also impacted the whole entire world. So um, I, I was kind of rambling there for a second but maybe just pause and I don't know what questions do you guys have or like what do y'all think about all that
0: it's really just I mean for me it's really like a wow I mean just to understand that like that like sin and like we're born innocent it's just like it's just so like like because we always think of like that innocent baby but like it's born into sin and it's just so weird to think cuz like he like the the baby hasn't like done anything you know right and but he's immediately born into sin and so it's so weird to think and like kind of like wrap your head around you know
2: mhm mhm it's it's kind of crazy to think like everything that's going on and everything that has happened you know it all boils down to one Simple three letter word of sin. Yeah.
1: Everything is comes from that. Yeah. 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 And I mean, that's, you know, I think there's probably a lot of people listening. And, you know, in a lot of ways, I'm sharing my perspective, but ultimately, I don't think it's just my perspective. I do think it's that it's like as I've investigated, you know, other religions, as I've, you know, looked at other ways to explain, you know, why are we here? What's our purpose? Like, I I really believe that the Christian worldview just it's the most logical. It makes the most sense. And I would even say I I think it's it really is the one true perspective, uh, the one true religion, um, you know, for for the world. This is like a side nugget, but Christianity, uh, it's and we're going to get here as we keep talking. But Christianity is the most inclusive religion in the world. But Christianity is also the most exclusive religion in the world. And what I mean by that is that, you know, God, through all the Bible, um, you know, he promises that like one day in heaven, there would be people from every tribe, tongue, language. Like it's for all people. Right. Uh, God's people all over the earth. And even if that's why the knowing the Bible as a story is so important, because remember what he said in Genesis one to Adam, you know, he said, go go multiply and fill the earth. Right. And so God's heart from the beginning has always been. Uh, to have people all over the earth worshiping him and God wants to build his kingdom on the earth. Uh, and so it's the most inclusive because there's pe- there's going to be people from all different types of cultures, backgrounds, countries, but also it's the most exclusive religion in the world because uh, Jesus says, he says, Hey, I am the way the truth and the life and no one comes to the father except through me. So it's for all people, but, You have to go through Jesus um, in order to know God and have that relationship with him. And so that's one thing that I love about Christianity that I think makes it different than other religions is Christianity isn't just bound to a a geographical kind of region. Like Christianity is not a Western American religion, right? Like uh, Christianity started in the Middle East, um, you know, in – in Israel, in Jerusalem. Right. And then it's expanded, you know, to Europe, to Africa, it's gone to the Western America. Now, as you see the growth of the Christian church, like the church is growing the most right now in Asia and in parts of the Middle East and, uh, in, in Africa. And so you just see God, uh, he's actually unveiling, uh, he's actually carrying out his will in the world to, to take it to the ends of the earth. And so I don't, I'm kind of going off on a side, side nugget, but, um, I just think it's amazing to think like, man, God's heart is for all people. Um, and, it, and it has to be through Jesus. So,
0: yeah, I always think of that reference. You showed us how um, how we can never like we will never be able to like through our own power, be able to reach God. And but then um, the cross and Jesus is that bridge. That's right. Uh, between the two. And so I just I always I always think back to that. Um Because it really, like, it paints a perfect picture to, like, really understand and, like, put your head around it.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, when you think about it, it's like every, I think, you know, I think every person in the world, whether, you know, they express it more outwardly through religion or maybe just more internally in their thoughts. uh, I think everyone is asking the question at some level, like, man, why am I here? How did I get here? There has to be something more than me, right? And so I think we always kind of our natural instinct is that we want to connect like our lives to that higher power. Right. Uh, And so, you know, a lot of people say, well, I'm going to be a good person or I'm going to follow these set of rules or I'm going to, you know, I'm going to do all these things so that God will love me and I can have a relationship with him. But what if, what if the Christian gospel says, it's not about how you can get to God because you can't, but what if God loves you so much that he came to you, right? right? And I think that's one thing that makes Christianity unique is that what the Bible says is that our God humbled himself and became a man, and he came to, to rescue people from their sin and bring them to God versus uh, man in their own works and in, in, the, in their own efforts, trying to get to God uh, which is impossible right because we talked about earlier with the analogy of the white the bucket of white paint and the bucket of red paint like no human being in their own works can get to God because God's perfect he requires perfection and human beings uh, I know I would say for me I'm definitely imperfect and I continue to see flaws and sin in my life and and I know that I could never uh, attain perfection you know in this life.
2: Cool.
1: Wow Wow so you guys, you guys got me just going full sermon tonight.
0: Yeah <laughs> I told you I told you it's gonna be your first sermon man.
1: <laughs> uh, no I'm, I'm glad you guys asked, so y'all want to keep tracking through the story. Yeah, okay, so we've talked about part one creation, part two, the fall, uh, and part three, let's just call this Israel. So, um, so the old Testament can be very confusing. Uh, you know, you're hearing all these different stories and it just feels like it's it, at times the old Testament can just feel like, man, is it really relevant today? Like, it does it does it really matter? Does it really impact our lives today? Hey, let's just read the new Testament, right? Like, let's get into those, let's get into the new stuff. But it's like, man, the old Testament, when you really read the story of the Bible, Uh, man, it's, it's amazing. Like, as you read the story, as, as you read the Bible is one big story. So in Genesis 12, uh, God chooses, uh, he's talking to Abram at the time who would later go on to be called Abraham. And God says to Abram, he says, Hey, go into a far country. And he says, you know, he goes on to say like, I will make your name great. I will bless you. uh, And through you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. And so one thing that's amazing about the Bible is Numbers twenty three nineteen says, God is not man that he should lie or a son of man that he should change his mind. Has he said and will he not do it? Or has he spoken and will he not fulfill it? So when God says like, I will do this, like that's a promise. Like God is not like us. He's not going to change his mind. Like when God makes an oath, when God makes a promise, God is good for that promise. He's going to he's going to do that. And so all the way in Genesis 12, you see God basically choose Abraham uh, to kind of be the father uh, of this multitude of people, this multitude of all the families of the earth that would be blessed through Abraham. And so the story goes on. You know, God chooses different people throughout all the throughout all the Old Testament to kind of be different prophets to be you know different kind of voices for God, different people to guide uh, the people of God throughout all the Old Testament. Uh, and really the kind of chosen group that he chose was Israel, right? Like he chose uh, Israel was his cho- kind of chosen people uh, that he would uh, bring redemption through uh, for the whole world and for the whole earth. And so you see God, you know man i mean he does so much in the old testament through people through through this nation of israel but the reason why he chose israel and really if you want to if you want to make sense of the old testament you have to read the old testament in light of jesus christ in light of the the promised messiah in light of the the one who would be the better israel the one who would be the better abraham the one who would be the better moses the you know the better adam the better david like the best way to explain the Old Testament is that the Old Testament looks forward to the cross and looks forward to Jesus. Whereas today, like in the 21st century, we look back at the cross, we look back at Jesus, we look back at what he's done. In the Old Testament, the people then, they were really looking forward to Jesus coming, right? And they didn't know, they just knew like, They trusted God. They believed in God, uh, but they didn't know when they didn't know how they didn't know what they didn't know how God would bring this Messiah to the earth. But God promised them that he would. And so these people trusted in that. And so when you read the Old Testament, uh, you really have to view it in light of like God's promise that he would bring this Messiah, uh, you know, to to the earth to save uh, to save his people once and for all. So, um, th- any questions about that, or
0: yeah, no, never that makes a lot that. of sense.
1: Yeah,
0: I'd never thought of it that way. So, like you, that, like you have to, like to understand it, you have to know of the New Testament. Is that what you're saying? Like I, understanding.
1: I, th- I think it definitely helps, right? Like when you think about the people then, like they didn't have they didn't have the Bible like then in the way that we think about the Bible today. Like we have that, you know, sixty six books and. You know, and there's so many different versions of that that you can get. Right. But like all these people really had was God's promise through prophets, through people like so they were trusting in that. But, yeah, I think it definitely helps us today as we as we are maybe more familiar with the, um, you know, with the uh, New Testament. um, It helps us to know the Old Testament. And I think I think that there's over. 300 prophecies about Jesus in the old Testament that Jesus fulfilled or he is fulfilling. So think about that, like 300 promises in the old Testament about this Messiah and Jesus has fulfilled those or, uh, through, through the church is fulfilling those today. Like how, how cool is that to think about? Right? Like anytime there's that much of a theme, that much of a repetition with anything, you know, not just with the Bible, but with anything, you kind of have to kind of raise an eyebrow and be like, man, like, okay, that's important, right? Like God's saying that over 300 times. So, yeah. Um, cool. so the old Testament can be confusing. Um, but I think reading, reading the old Testament as kind of one big story helps us have a better framework of why, why did that happen? Why did that not happen? Who are these people? I think we just, Typically today, we just kind of read, like, different nuggets and different tidbits of the Bible. But the Bible was meant to be read as one big story, just like any other book. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah
2: I, I mean, I'd never heard, like, i never thought about that before. Like, the people in the Old Testament, their faith was so much different because, like, they didn't have Jesus. That's right. And, like, they didn't have, like, a Bible to read. So they were, like, I don't know, they were kind of more, like, just listening to... Uh, the prophets like something will come in the future Uh uh-huh whereas we're like oh that's in the past that's right kind of crazy thing about that
1: it is man it really is so yeah i mean i think that i might be wrong on this I, i was talking about this the other day with someone i think that genesis people would say genesis was written around uh a or bc so before christ uh like fourteen hundred right um and then we live in you know twenty one hundred you know or basically twenty one hundred a d after Christ so I mean that's you know over three thousand years um you know, and think about how many people have lived and died in those three thousand years, you know it's so many, so wow. Um, but they were people just like us, right? Like just normal people like us. So, um, mm-hmm. so we'll, we'll go through these next parts quick, but, uh, so that takes us to part number four, which is, uh, Christ. And so when you read, you know, there was this moment in time, Romans five says that at the right time, God sent his son, right? Right. Uh, to die for the ungodly. And so there was this moment in history. um, It was a specific time place in history where God sent Jesus and Jesus humbled himself and became a man and um, was born uh, by Virgin Mary and born in Bethlehem, right? Like the Christmas story that we all know about. But, you know, when you really view it in light of the Bible, like, man, this is this, This the over these three hundred prophecies that you know that God talked about and promised in Jesus. Like there was this moment in history where God literally uh, became a man and uh, came to the earth. And so Jesus, you know, you read the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. um, You know, you see Jesus's life. You see his death. You see the resurrection. Uh, Jesus lived. 33 years on the earth. Uh, he really didn't really, uh, he really didn't start his full-time ministry until, uh, year 30. Like Jesus was a carpenter. Like he lived, uh, he had parents, like he had brothers and sisters, like he lived a pretty normal life. Right. Um, but Jesus wasn't merely a mere Um, he wasn't merely just a man. He was a hundred percent man and he was a hundred percent God. And, um, jesus you know first peter talks about how jesus committed no sin like jesus was perfect and the reason why the virgin birth matters is because uh when we're born from our parents like that sin that generational sin is passed down to us but jesus was conceived by the holy spirit like jesus was born of a virgin and so jesus was pure he had a pure heart he never sinned, and that matters because God requires perfection to get into heaven. And so the only way that you and I, the only way that any person could in, could get into heaven, is if uh, they were perfect. And so Jesus was perfect. He lived the life that you and I couldn't live. And then Jesus went to the cross. He died for our sins. This is something we're all familiar with. But he didn't just merely, um, you know, die for our sins. He 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 absorbed the punishment for our sins. He absorbed the wrath of God, uh, for our sins. Like God poured out his anger, his, his punishment, his condemnation on Jesus, uh, for my sins, all the sins that I've committed past, present, and future. And for every single one of God's people that would come to him in faith, God poured out, uh, his punishment on Jesus, and so Jesus, he died the death that you and I deserved. He lived the life that we couldn't live, and he died the death that we deserved. But then Jesus also rose uh, three days later in powerful resurrection. Like he, he rose from the dead, which means that he he defeated sin, he defeated death, he had uh, he had authority over death because death no longer had any reign on him. He defeated Satan. And so that truly makes Jesus the king over everything. He's the Lord over everything. And so Jesus, that's what the gospels talk about. It talks about his life, his death, his res- his resurrection, his ministry, right? It talks about all of these things. And um, that's, that's the part four of the story. That's about Jesus. That's about who he is. That's about what he's done. Um, this is one side note, but one thing that's, you know, this may be just more like a um, – apologetic type thing but the scriptures talk about how over 500 people saw jesus after after the resurrection um i don't know about you guys i've never seen someone you know be raised from the dead right but at that time there was over 500 eyewitnesses that saw jesus raised from the dead and so um to think about someone being raised from the dead is very um it's crazy it's uh it's radical. It's almost hard to believe. And, uh, I would say, yeah, I I think you're right. But think about this over 500 people saw Jesus after the resurrection. And, and at some level we have to say like, man, that is crazy. That is so hard to believe because it's something God could do. A mere man couldn't raise from the dead, but God, uh, God could truly do it with man. Uh, things are impossible, but with God, all things are possible. And so, That's part four of the story: is Jesus Christ, his what he came to do, his mission. Wow,
0: Matt, you Matt, you are unloading right now. (laughs) Powerful
2: stuff.
1: Oh man, I'm 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 passionate about. I I do like this topic because I think that. Uh, I know from my I'm speaking out of personal experiences like really when when you know what we're talking about like when these things really started to make sense like I said before like I could figure I could and you know we're we're still getting to the end of these this story but like I could finally figure out like man what is what is God's purpose for my life like what does he want me to do like how should I live like when I really began to understand the story uh man like, it it made sense. It gave vision for my life. And so I'm I'm passionate about people knowing the story of the Bible because um God gave it to us to know him and to understand him. So
0: um Oh yeah. I mean it's so powerful. I mean I like we've we've had our Bible studies and like we've discussed a lot of it and like even here, hearing it again, I'm just like I'm sitting back in awe, like just like like getting to hear it and understand it. It's just it's crazy.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like we need to hear this every day, you know. Like, right, I know exactly.
2: So, which now everyone can do. Now everyone
1: can. it's available on Spotify.
0: The podcast on repeat. <laughs> a little,
1: plug. Every, a little plug every morning. <laughs> um, all right, so part part 5 of 6, we're almost there. Um So, I I call part 5 of 6 the Church Age. So, let me ask you guys this. Maybe I just gave it away, but what phase we've talked about you know creation fall uh israel christ now the church like what phase of the story do you think we live in today
0: you mean like well you said you gave it away yeah so we live in the church age.
1: That's it. We live in the church <laughs> age. Good, <laughs> I one. got Be it. it. Um, no,
0: I, I mean that's it. So, win. go ahead. No, I was just saying I win. It's like yeah. you won. win. Just you win at life.
1: Um, <laughs> so yeah, we're in the church age, and what that means is when you when you look at the book of Acts, and so you see this at really the end of the gospels. But you know, man, I, I'd say this like throughout the whole time Jesus was on Earth. His disciples, the people that followed him, they really didn't understand why he was there, what he came to do. They were just like, "Man, this guy is healing people. He's he's like, we want to follow him. He's he's a good teacher. Like, he's there's something about him that draws us to follow him. Uh, we really believe he is God, but they didn't know what he came to do. Uh, and so, even after the resurrection, this this gives encouragement for us all. But even after the resurrection, uh, when Jesus appeared to his disciples, it said, And the twelve came to him, but some doubted. And so, you know, think about that. Like, we we have doubts in our faith. We struggle at times to believe. And it's like these disciples were literally looking at the resurrected Jesus, and even some of them doubted, right? And so, just to, just to put that into human perspective, like, a lot of times we think the the early disciples and the apostles and the church was like, you know, these superheroes of the faith and God used them supernaturally. But these were just ordinary people who struggled just like you and I. Um, and so I think that should give encouragement to us. But God chose to, you know, the Great Commission, like go and make disciples of all nations, right? Acts eight, he says, you know, he's talking to his disciples and he says, wait, like wait until the promise of the father. And he says, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and all the way to the ends of the earth. And so when God told that, when Jesus told that to the disciples, like they went to go wait. They did what Jesus told them to do. Like they went, they were in Jerusalem, they were waiting. And Acts two talks about the coming of Pentecost, right? That's where God sends his Holy Spirit uh, to indwell the believers. Um, And so when, you know, Jesus leaves, right? He ascends back to the Father, uh, but then he says, like, I'm going to send you—he says says to the disciples, like, it's better that I leave. Like, if I don't leave, then I cannot send my helper. And so Jesus leaves, but he sends his Holy Spirit. And so, you know, as you read the book of Acts, you begin to see the early church form, right? And so Acts 1 through 8 really talks about uh, the ministry that's happening in— uh, Jerusalem, just like Jesus said, he says you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem. Uh, and then Acts nine through eleven really talks about the ministry in Judea and Samaria. And then the rest of the book of Acts talks about uh, the ministry all the way to the ends of the earth, just like Jesus promised. And then all the letters in the New Testament; uh, these are different letters that uh, different church leaders and and you know the majority were written by Paul that he he's writing to churches that were planted uh you know in that time uh and really the purpose of the church it's it's to go and make disciples of all nations it's to spread God's glory over all the earth and this is where the story of the Bible is so amazing because it God's heart has always been the same from the beginning it's to spread his glory it's to spread his people all over the earth and so where we are today in the 21st century is we're in the church age and There's still people all over the world who have never heard the gospel. Um, There's still people today in Mobile uh, that need to hear the gospel. There's people, uh, there's God's people all over the ends of the earth that uh, need to hear about Jesus. And so that's what the church, one of the main uh, priorities of the church is to spread the kingdom of God to the ends of the earth. Um, Because Jesus promises in Matthew 24, he says, this kingdom Will be preached uh, to the whole world, and then the end will come. And so, part of the reason uh, we don't know when the end will come, we don't know what that will look like totally, but we do know that uh, the end will come when the gospel is preached to the whole to the whole world. And so that's why the church sends missionaries. That's why uh, you know. That's why we want to minister to where we are, where God has us today. That's why we want to. Um, be a part of a church is because we want to be a part of a community uh, of believers that are encouraged, strengthened together, grow in their faith, but then go out and have impact in the world. And so we live in the church age today. Um, and so that's the phase of the story that we're in today. So any questions on that? Or does that make sense? What are y'all comments?
0: Yeah, I mean, I just know that I like I think of the that one, that one phrase we always say, the no, grow and go. Yeah. Um, and just like understanding that like like once like you know, like you grow and then you go and like spread the gospel. That's right. And so that's just how it uh, uh, I just remember hearing that and then like as you were speaking, like just having that like come into my mental like, yeah, like no, grow, go. Mm-hmm.
1: Right,
2: yeah, and so what we've been in the church age pretty much since Jesus died, right?
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, since he, since he, uh, since he ascended and went back to heaven. Yeah, it's like that's the church has slowly, you know, the church has grown really rapidly at times. Like when you look at, like when you look at Acts two, you know, Peter preaches a sermon, and basically like three thousand people come to Christ that day. So it'd be like you know today it would be like if we had a campus outreach meeting at South. And 3000 students became Christians, you know, like, can you imagine that? Right. Like we, we have like a hundred people that come to our meetings. So, you know, like, think about that. Like, and so at times the church has grown rapidly and at times the church has kind of grown slowly, but nonetheless, like, that's right, Jaron. Like the church has been growing since, since Jesus ascended and went back to the father and it's been, it's grown through. Through the church, God has used the church to grow his kingdom. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of crazy. What I was going to say is, like, it's been
2: a thousand years since that happened, however long. Yeah. And yet, like, there's still people
1: out there who don't even know it happened.
2: Mm. It's kind of crazy to me. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it is, man. And and that's, I mean, I'm glad you said that because that should bring – uh. I know even as you say that, like that's, that brings a sense of like sadness. It brings a sense of compassion. It brings us uh, like a burden to my heart of like, man, like people need to hear about Jesus. You know, like there's people who live and die and never hear about Jesus. Um, yeah. Like, yeah, I need a good yeah. Right. Yeah. It's like, it becomes personal. Like we have responsibility to, to tell people. Um, yeah. And then the last thing I'd say on the church is, there's the Big C church, which basically that means like God's global church. So that means like, you know, there's believers like all over the world today, right? And so we have we potentially have more in common with a brother in Christ who lives in Iraq or in Thailand or in Cambodia than we do with a non believer who lives in Mobile, Alabama, right? Because we're united. In Christ, we're united by Christ, and so God's global church is His people all over the world. Uh, But then there's also lowercase c churches, which are just local churches, right? And so, like, think about it like this it's just practical, but um, and this was true in the early church, and this is true today. Like, I live in Mobile, Alabama, I'm not like I'm not in, I'm not omnipotent, like, I can't be in all places at once, and so. It's important for me to connect to a local church in the city that I live in uh, because that's the means in which God would help me grow in my faith, but also the means in which he would uh, spread his gospel through because I can't be a part of a church in, you know, Nairobi, Kenya, because I don't live in Nairobi, Kenya. Right. And so it just makes sense. Like even the even the early church, like the apostles, like they had to appoint different leaders in the churches because. They couldn't be in all places at one time. And so the same is true for us is we're a part of the global sea church, God's people all over the earth, but we also need to be a part of a local church uh, in the, in the place that God has us in today. Right. So, um, so I guess the point on that is, you know, you're a part of, something so bigger than you could ever imagine right like god's people all over the earth and the best way to plug into that is through a local church and what god has you in you know or in the place that god has you in so um so that kind of brings us to to point six um or to part six of the story and this is where we'll finish um but i would just call this part like consummation um Uh, or restoration this is this is the end of the story this is uh this is how the story ends and so you know the best place to look there's a lot of different scriptures but revelation um really talks about kind of the end of the story specifically and um you know god his heart was to build his kingdom on the earth all the way from the beginning so a lot of times people think that heaven is just this place in the clouds where you go float on a cloud and you play a harp and you hang out with the angels. Right. But man, no, like God, God actually says in the Bible that he's going to build a new heaven and a new earth, and that's going to be on the earth. Right. And so God is going to restore all of his people to himself. So all the people that know Jesus have trusted in Christ are his people. God will bring into an eternal kingdom with him, right? And we will, it talks about like, we will dwell with God, we will see his face. Uh, and and it's so cool. When you read the Bible, uh, it, you know, we talked about all the way in Genesis one and two and three, the tree of life, right? Like, don't eat of the tree of life. At the end of the story in Revelation, it talks about like, the tree of life will be in the new heavens and the new, in the new earth, right? Like, there's a physical tree of life that will be in the new heavens and the new earth, just like there was in the beginning. And, um, and for, for those that do not know Christ, like the wrath of God remains on them. They will be, uh, they will be punished eternally. They will be sent away, uh, away from the presence of God and of his glory and might in hell forever. And so, um, that, that's true for all people all over the earth that, uh, all men, all women will die, uh, and after death comes judgment and, um, So one day, whenever, you know, I don't know how it all works. There's a lot of different um, perspectives on this. And ultimately, I don't know if we'll ever know, but there will be a day when Jesus comes back um, just, you know, he talks about just as I ascended on the clouds, so will I come back in the same way? And so there will be a day where Jesus comes back to judge the living and the dead, all people that have ever lived um their their bodies will rise this is called the general resurrection their bodies will rise from their grave um their soul or their spirit will come back uh you know into their body and, and god will judge them jesus will judge them and the people in the new heaven and the new earth like we will have physical bodies like we will be perfect we will be um completely pure and purified and almost like it we will almost be in a lot of ways how like Christ was when he came back like when he when he rose from the dead in a lot of ways we'll be just like that and we'll have jobs in the new heavens in the in the new earth like we'll be able to eat food we'll be able to laugh we'll be able to play like there will be sports i think like we don't you know like it's basically we can't even imagine it but it's like it's a, it's a perfect world it's a you know if you want to use the term utopia um, that's fine. But it's, it's a perfect place. And we can't even imagine that because we live in an imperfect place. And one day God is going to restore um, all of his people to himself, build his kingdom on the earth, and we will be able to worship God forever. But I'd say this, the best part about the new heavens and the new earth, it's not going to be the amazing food. It's not going to be um, the laughter, the joy. The most amazing part of heaven is that we will be We will be with Jesus like we will we will worship him like we will love him. We will get to see him, the one who saved our souls from death, like we will get to spend eternity with him. And so um, I think that's going to be the best part about heaven is that Jesus will be there and God will be there and, and we will know him and be able to worship him with all of God's people all over the world, just like he planned out from the beginning to multiply and fill the earth. God's plan, uh, Jesus was God's plan a, and, uh, God has brought redemption and is, you know, he's brought redemption. He is bringing redemption and he will bring redemption to the whole world, to all of his people through Jesus Christ. So that's the six part story of the Bible. And so go back to the quote from the beginning, but, um, you know, I guess I'd say it like this, now that you know, what story you are a part of, um, you can now answer the question, what are you to do? And I think you said it best, Christian. It's what you are to do is to know God, uh, to grow in your relationship with God, and to go and make disciples of all the nations. So,
0: Yeah, and like reflecting on that, uh, the uh, part six, you know, hearing about like hearing that eternal worship and you like, it like, like, that phase where you get to live in eternal worship. It's like, it's so inviting. It's so warm. It's something you want to be a part of. And you hear the people, you hear about the people who haven't heard the gospel and how they will live in eternity, um, facing God's wrath. And it's like, it like lights a fire in you to where like, you want to spread the gospel. You want to bring people along to experience that eternal worship.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well said.
2: Yeah, for me, part six had me thinking about Yalf. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It was almost like, like,
2: yeah, you were talking about like utopia. And so it almost, you know, gets to a point where like you don't need to worry about, you know, life and the past and the future because like, you know, you can take comfort in the fact that like once you move on from this life, you're into an even better one.
1: Yeah that's right
2: like it's not like i'm not saying like go skydive without a parachute but right you know
1: you don't have to live life worrying about death (laughs) that's right yeah and i mean that's well said because even paul the apostle paul like he talks about that and he's like you know he's like man it would be better like it would be better to depart and be present with the lord like i know that if i leave this body then i'll be present with the lord but he's like but for now I'm still in this body and that, that would mean fruitful labor for me. Like God's called me to do his work here. But one day there will be a day where I won't have to struggle with sin anymore. There will be a day where there's no more trials. There's no more suffering. There's no more um, hardships. Like there will be a day where I will be with Jesus and man, that will be a glorious day and something Mm -hmm. to look forward to. I think one reason we're not as excited about heaven as we should be is because we don't, I'm just, I'm saying we generally as a church, like we don't have a good understanding of what heaven is going to be like, like who really wants to, who really wants to just go play a harp in the clouds, you know, like, but when you really think about heaven being a place where you can interact and be with people and worship God together and have fun and laugh and and interact with people from all over the world, like, man, that's something I want to be a part of. And that's something that I want to bring others into as well, you know?
2: Yeah, for sure. And uh, to throw it back, yalf means you actually live forever. And we we
1: we, we replaced YOLO with yalf. Yeah. Wow. That's where the that's where the Trenches podcast idea
0: started, right? I
1: right. I think it
0: is. That that retreat, that yalf retreat was
1: I think that's when we did start the idea. Sparks of fire to get in the Trenches Yeah.
0: Now we're down in the trenches. And now we are in the trenches of life.
1: So Well guys, I appreciate y'all having me on. Yes. yes.
0: Matt, thank you. Blast. This was great. I loved it. Well this is yeah, really cool to have. Really cool to hear again. And really cool to for whoever who hasn't heard anything like that. And we hope that our podcast was the first time. Yeah, for real. But, uh, stud, do you have a you have a, you have a scripture?
2: You know, a scripture? I figured uh, we. Uh, yeah, you know, we, we have, have like of... five or six. We have like five or six scriptures intertwined in this episode, so I didn't really pick one out, you know. But I
0: totally get that. Uh, That's right. I can. If you uh, have, if you have a motivation
2: thing, you go right ahead.
0: I can send us off. But so before I do, we do thank you, Matt. We thank you for your time. Yeah, it's um, good to be here guys
1: and I'm once again I'm glad that I could uh, bring my favorite joke to the, to the trenches. <laughs>
0: so. That was too easy. Oh, yeah. That's too easy. That so. was good. But um so as we send you guys off, I want you all to know there comes a day when you realize that turning the page is the best feeling in the world cuz you realize there's so much more to the book than the page you were stuck on. You're afraid of what the future holds. But try your best to turn your fear into curiosity. Believe the best is possible instead of fearing the worst. Just remember, God is in control. And he will take care of your life. Have faith that great things are coming. You guys, go out there. Go grab life by the balls. Mm-hmm. And we'll see you guys next episode. Well, Thank you guys. So oh, much thanks for guys. Tuning
2: in.